Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to Not Without My Sister. I'm Rosemary McCabe and I'm joined by my sister Beatrice McCabe. And today we thought we would talk about jealousy. Beatrice, what things make you jealous of me specifically? I'm jealous of how slowly you can drink your tea because then it lasts for a very <laughs> long time. And I actually suspect you still have a lot of tea there and I have none. And in the break between these two episodes, I was hoping to make myself a cup of tea. So I I'm jealous because you didn't give me a chance. You went straight into recording. So I'm jealous that you are drinking tea while I'm perched over here. Do you want the end of my cold tea? You can have it. Yeah, thanks. You're welcome. So I'm jealous of your generosity. You're a very generous person. You're always happy to jump in the car and drive people back and forth. I'm jealous of your willingness to do that because I feel unwilling to do that half the time. And I'm always like, oh God, do I have to? I feel like you're very generous with your time and your driving, but I also just feel like you're quite busy and tired a lot of the time. Thanks, I don't think Mary. it's like unwillingness to help. I'm jealous of my husband going off home now to have did a he, relax. Did he take Atlas with him? Or is Atlas did, still yeah, because yeah, the car seat's in the truck, so he better have. Oh, I bet you Atlas is still here. Atlas better be gone. <laughs> be gone, Atlas. <laughs> Out damn spot. Uh, listen, I'm jealous of Atlas who has the best life. Oh, yeah, I'm jealous of my kids. I'm jealous. I mean, gets up in the morning, gets yeah. given like bite sized pieces of food all day long, gets sat in front of his favorite shows. Gets complimented and like... Oh, non-stop. And yeah. flattering pictures taken of him. That's oh. what... I'm actually jealous of my husband because he gets me taking nice photos of Oh, him. yeah, yeah. I'm jealous of... I'm jealous of men. And I would say all men. I mean, I'm absolutely jealous of men as well. Yeah, I'm jealous of men. I'm Willie. definitely jealous. Actually, I'm so jealous of men. I was reading... Um, an you missed that. I just said I'd love a willy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'm not jealous of that. But I mean, I suppose it's part and parcel of the, of the whole being a man thing. Oh, no. I mean... You were reading? 
Oh yeah, I was reading an article in the Guardian. Who's the woman who um, Rebecca Solnick is that her name? The one who came up Rebecca with Solnick, yeah, Solnick. The one Men explain up. things to me. Yes. Well, she's she had a, like an updated article on her her evolving thoughts around mansplaining, etc. And I was like, God, it must be great to be a man. Like you are so believed. There's so much. Even at the dinner table the other night, I said something. I was sitting like half a foot away from Dad, and I said. Blah, 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 this is purple. And three minutes later, he turns around and he goes, blah, 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 this is purple. And I went, I just said that. You did? I'm like, I said it into your ear. Did you think that was your own thought? He honestly must have. Well, he must have. But that's but it's, what it's like to be a man. Oh, it's, that's not really what I thought this episode was going to be about. But we could literally talk about that for the entire thing. That is what it's like to be a man. Well, not all men. Like, honestly, like a more, it's what it's like to be a powerful man Stop or a man not in charge. All men. No, no, I didn't say hashtag. I genuinely mean It not, is all men. No, it isn't. It's not all, like, it's not all men of color. You know, it's no, not all. No. Like, all, it's all, all cis white straight all men senior <laughs> level executive white men well Brandon isn't a senior level executive white man he is a white man oh. um, and I feel but like Brandon's he Brandon's just a special case <laughs> special he says things with such authority and literally I will tell him something it really infuriates me I'll go like oh you can use greaseproof paper for that and he'll go hmm and then he'll look it up and he'll go <laughs> you can and I'm like once again man firming what I've just told you why do you never believe me? He's like, I just wanted to double check. I'm like, what? Why? Why? You say things to me and I just go, oh, Brandon must know that. I mean, sometimes. No, you don't. He says things to both of us and sometimes. we both go, Google it behind his back. I know. Then we roll immediately. I know, but that's awesome. But Rosemary, that's valid because most of what he says is made up. As he says part it with of such great manly authority, yes, he does. That's, but that's, I'm jealous of his it's manly the other authority. Si- yeah, it's the other side of like he doubts us, and then he spouts off half baked guesses as facts. I mean, not just be picking on Brandon, but for example, Brandon comes from a long, long line of exterminators, right? So I would oh, expect listen. him to be an insect expert, right? So an insect expert, an insect expert, exactly. And on multiple occasions, I have sent you images of gross little in- expert. No, not experts, insects. And said, can you ask Brandon what this is? And he always writes back like, you always write back, oh, it's it's this or he doesn't know. He says you should Google it, which is unhelpful. Well, sorry, just to clarify, Brandon would never say I don't know. He said I don't know to something last week and I honestly nearly fell over with shock. I think that's the first time I've ever heard him say that because he will always say it's probably a this. Yes. And then you'll do some Googling and you're like, it's absolutely not that. It's not even related to that. It's a spider or something. You're right. You know what I mean? Right. He will just come up with like, well, it's probably a... X, Y, Z. And I would just, it would be so much more useful to me if he just said, I don't know. And then I could text his mom, the actual exterminator. Yeah. And ask her and she'd be helpful. I should actually text. That's a good point. I should text her now that she's almost my mother-in-law. That's why it's speculation. They're excellent speculators, right? They are, yeah. And I feel like when we speculate, it's called gossip. That's actually very true too. But it's because we're conditioned to second guess ourselves in a way that men are conditioned to just think that what they say, just have authority, to be authoritative. And do you know what I also appreciate about Brandon is that when he's wrong and I prove he's wrong by find, showing him something like online, he honestly looks shocked that he was wrong. He, he looks shocked and then he'll go, I mean, I thought it was this. And I'm like, what you need to say is, oh, I'm sorry, I was wrong. He'll go, well, I thought it was X, Y, like in a real bolshy. But even kind of, though like ugh. he was guessing, it's actually amazing. Beatrice, there, but like there is no guessing. He doesn't believe he's guessing. If you said to him, you're guessing, he'd be like, no, I'm telling you. <laughs> that's that's what I think it is. I'm like, that's a guess. You're guessing. Yeah, you're speculating. You're guessing. Anyway, sorry. This was all... Okay, so jealous. So I'm jealous of his oh. confidence. No, no. I was just going to say, this was spurred on by oh. a listener oh. who, who asked us, what are your thoughts on jealousy if you're jealous of friends or family and their achievements? Oh, I wouldn't say I've ever really been jealous. 
<laughs> oh my god, for a second oh. I thought you were serious and I was like, what As a bitch. No, I'm more jealous of, I, I mean, I try not to be jealous because I've been told it's an ugly emotion. By whom, a man? No, by mom. Oh, mom. Mom has long been trying to shame me for my very natural, innate, high levels of jealousy. And let me tell you, she's not succeeded. She's been going on my whole life, but you're always very jealous. You know, oh. my friend Beep was always very jealous too. And I just, I just never got it. I just, you know, you are what you are and you have what you have. And other people oh. are what they are and they have what they yeah, have. She was yeah. always very jealous. She'll, oh, she'll say, what's the, what's the point? What's the point? They have what they have and you have, what's the point? What's the point of being jealous? Is it going to change anything? I'm like, no, but it's going to like provide me a modicum of... I don't even know what. A modicum of satisfaction. Well, so you know what? I used to be of the belief that jealousy could be very motivating for me personally. You know what I mean? If I saw somebody in a similar field to me doing something that I really wanted to do and I was jealous of them, I was under the impression or I, I kind of fooled myself into thinking that this would help me work harder, do better, because I'd be like, if they can do it, I can do it, right? I'm not the if they can do it, I can do it person. I'm the how the fuck can they do that person? You know what I mean? Like, I don't actually find it motivating. It has never served to motivate me. What it does is make me bitter and unhappy. Okay, well, what's the difference between jealousy and envy, in your opinion? So I think jealousy is when you are, when you want something somebody else has and you begrudge them it. Whereas I is envy, it that I want it or I just begrudge them it? I think it's just that I begrudge them it. I think jealousy is kind of something you would like for yourself, though. I think it has to be. Oh, Otherwise, yeah, yeah. it's like... I think, well, in my case, I think jealousy is something that I think I deserve more. But in most cases, I haven't actually done the oh, work. Oh, the work to get it. Same. Or Same. I've done the work, but I haven't... It's usually more in my case about risk-taking. I haven't taken the risk to start my own company, to change careers, to... In dad's case, you know, dad always talks about how he had this great idea. Dad's like the least jealous person, honestly, ever, right? He had this great idea to start the buy and sell, didn't start the buy and sell, then somebody else started it and like did a great job. And dad's like, should have done that. Now that's me, but I'd be fuming jealous that I hadn't done it. And this yeah, person I know was all like rollicking in their cash. Similarly, I said to a friend of mine recently, oh my God, did you see that? That person got a book deal. I'm so jealous. They got a book deal with this publishing house. And my friend said to me, well, you know, you have to write the book first, Rosemary. Because I just keep thinking somebody's going to come along and give me a book deal and then I'll write the book. You know what I mean? I'm like, mm. I actually need to write the book and then pitch it places. Well, actually, I read in that magazine that I subscribed you to that is delivered to my house because I couldn't figure out how to do it otherwise. This one wrote, I think it's actually, there's a lot of poetry in it, so semi-applicable. But she got a book deal. Anyway, and she said it, she submitted her manuscript to 33 mm. publishing houses and three times she submitted it to the person who ended up publishing it. So I kind of thought that oh, was interesting. that's very interesting. Because I definitely, do you remember the time that I sent part of my work to an agent and I got a very scathing response? I've never sent anything to another agent ever again. Yeah. But that was unusual, I think. Like, it wasn't constructive. It seemed very critical. And that's that's not my idea of, like, an appropriate response. Because I mm -hmm. do remember being very taken aback. Like, it seemed very personal. And it seemed like a real slap on the wrist of like here's why you're not good versus yeah. you know that's not a good fit for us and I think you have a, like what's the point in just saying no you're not as good as you're somebody not good. else I must actually find that and I'll put it on the Patreon uh, behind the paywall because I don't want to put it out publicly because it's somebody else's email but I'll put it on Patreon you can sign up patreon.com slash not without my sister and you can read all the scathing words that were told to me about my piece of this is Paige the co-host of Giggly Squad and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive and June Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box and if you break it down it really comes out to two dollars a manicure which is 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It was just odd because like I think in any of those situations, like you want to do better. You want to you obviously want to be published slash listened to slash whatever. Right. But you don't want to be told like, here's why I didn't hire you. You're crap. You want to be told like, here's what you should do in order for me to hire you. Yeah. And yeah. And by that same token, I think if I was a literary agent, I would want people to be producing good work. I wouldn't want to be like, no, you haven't got what it takes. Don't bother. Do you know what I mean? I just don't see the point of that. Also, I would imagine that if you're a literary agent, you understand that like what you believe to be good or not good is personal to you and subjective yeah. to your house or in your like publishing company. And that otherwise anybody would get a first refusal and never submit it to anybody else again yeah. and, nev- and never be published by anybody but, else. And also all the agents would only want to publish all the same books. So like Fifty Shades yeah. of Grey would never get published and... And that might not be such a bad thing. But I think the difference between say that. I think the difference between jealousy and envy is that I feel like envy is like, I'd love that too. Mm-hmm. And jealousy is like, I'd love that instead of you. But I don't think it's that I, I don't want you to have it because I want to have it. In my case, jealousy is more like, I don't want you to have it because you don't deserve it. Not even because I should have it, but just you, you don't deserve it. Yeah. Like, and, and that's a, an ugly emotion. And yet I have to say, when I think of the couple of handful of people that I have in my life been jealous of, no, not anymore. I don't waste that energy. Don't expend that negative energy. I've removed all toxicity from my life. Blah. blah, blah. I think that I was correct. 
that these individuals did not get ahead on talent or skill. They got ahead on salesmanship and cutthroatness. But at the same time, very often that's what it takes. Yeah, so yeah. it just it's not so much that I couldn't do it. It's more that I wouldn't do it. And that's what annoys me because I go like I, you didn't get there from skill or hard work. You got there from sheer nastiness. But like, yeah. isn't that the world? And sh I should just get over it, you know, and accept yeah, it, which is fucking depressing. But it doesn't um, mean like you can't do both. Can't there be both? You know, in the world. Yeah, true. But I do think when space is taken up in certain industries by people who do not have the talent or skills, but who have just kind of got in by knowing somebody, knowing somebody or been like a spoofer, it does take away space for the other people who are really good at it. Do you know what I mean? That like the more people in certain places that are not good, the fewer really good people are going to get in. You know what I mean? But that's I mean, I know that's life, but I find it frustrating. So do you find like I would say that it, when I'm jealous of somebody, it's not necessarily a rewarding feeling. I mean, and I, I do indulge in it sometimes and I have a bit of time where I would like spend scrolling through this person's Instagram or LinkedIn. And then I go, this is actually just pissing me off. And yeah. Then I and have it's to, so completely I don't do unproductive, it anymore. right? Yeah, I don't do it anymore. That was why a couple of years ago, maybe two years ago, I unfollowed a massive swathe of people on Instagram, most of whom were fellow kind of influencers or Instagrammers or journalists. Because I just felt like every time I saw them celebrating their wins, and I'm, I think people should celebrate their their wins, like not to be, that's a very cliched expression, but you know what I mean? Like I think it's great if you get a book deal or if you publish a new article or if you get a new hairdo or if you suddenly do something that you've been trying to do, great, celebrate it, share it. But it was making me feel shit because I was angry at them. And then I was like, what kind of dick am I that I'm angry about that? You know what I mean? That I'm feeling this jealousy. It made me feel like I was like, I'm being a shitty person. So I stopped following a lot of people who whose Instagrams would have that affected me or I suppose to go back to like I'm in control of my reactions to whom I would have that reaction. Do you know what I mean? Because I was like, I need to try and find a way of not allowing myself to indulge in this jealousy that does nothing but make me feel bad about myself. So what about, so the question was more about friends, family, etc. These mm. are definitely people who we wouldn't be close to per se or have personal relationships with. Do you feel jealous of people closer to home? You know what? I don't anymore. But definitely while I was in school, there was one friend of mine who we had been really, really close. And then we kind of grew apart and she fell in with kind of a like quote unquote cool crowd in school. And I was so jealous of her for years. I was jealous of her because she was thinner than me. I was jealous of her because she was better looking than me. I was jealous of her because she hung out with these cool people and I didn't. And she had a cool job and I didn't and all this. And it made me honestly a really shitty friend like I just was always trying to tear her down even if I wasn't conscious of it at the time in hindsight now like at the time I used to do things like I remember at one stage I made my ringtone for her Heidi Montag's song Superficial and I told her about it you know and I was like ring me there and you'll uh, see the you know when you had like ringtones for everybody and I had different ringtones for each of my friends and this was her when I was like so funny but like she wasn't the superficial one you know what I mean I was the superficial one because I was obsessed with how she looked and I was obsessed with the clothes she wore and I was obsessed with all these things that like, I don't think, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure we're important to her in the way that we were teenagers and they were important to everyone. But like, it was my, I was projecting onto her. Do you know what I mean? And I was so, such a dick. And like, I was like, this is really funny. Like, oh, you can't take a joke. So awful. But I do think that jealousy, if you're truly jealous of a friend or a family member, it makes it really hard to be a good friend to them because you're not wishing them well and you're not happy for them in their wins because your your jealousy is overriding all that. So I do think that if there's if there's a situation now where I'm very jealous of a friend or a family member, I think I try really hard to take a step back and kind of, I don't know, find a way to get over it, whether it's kind of try and go through my feelings of like, what exactly am I jealous of? What is What can I change in my life to make myself happier or more content in this sphere that I feel like they're doing, you know, objectively better than me at? 
because I just don't feel like when you're overcome with jealousy I mean similarly to me scrolling through my Instagram like it's really hard to feel like you're a good person or a good friend or a good sister if your main feelings are jealousy that was very vulnerable Rosemary felt very bad for you well you should have felt bad for my friend I felt bad for her too but I felt bad for her for years no no I'm joking that's that's very self-aware of you and I feel bad for you now that was nice but I feel like maybe you're not as jealous I think maybe now just even reserving jealousy for people who aren't as close is also just part of growing up is it I mean I don't want I mean any 15 year old listening is probably like no you two are shallow bitches and like it's just you two but doesn't one of your um, favourite writers Roxane Gay revel in her own jealousy of certain people but she she reserves that she reserves that kind of feeling just for like a select few and she acknowledges it and she I don't know that she calls it jealousy so she talks about how having enemies keeps her very motivated she has people who for whatever reason she has taken against or they've had you know an altercation or something and she's like they're my enemy her arch nemesis is that not it her nemesis yeah yeah her yeah. nemesis yeah and I um, think sometimes that's how I used to refer to people that I was jealous of, like in a professional capacity. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I don't want to say these weren't people that I worked with or and like, these were distant horizon people that I was like, they're there, but for the grace of God. No, and that's the wrong expression. I was more like, oh, look, here come my Walmart tubs. Yes. <laughs> for more Lego sorting. I'm so jealous. Yes. I can't wait. I have so, I'm so happy. You see how much grey I have? I was surprised. I didn't think that there would be so much. What you meant in your hair? <laughs> good wasn't it absolute <laughs> bitch but she but how does she use how does she how does she use these arch nemeses and does that not work for you I think she basically would be like oh like one of my nemeses succeeding again I have to work harder kind of thing whereas like when I am jealous of someone and I see somebody I just go into like a flailing sense of what's the point of this person <laughs> you know I'm never gonna get what this person has I'm probably like throwing myself on the bed and like drinking Diet Cokes and crying you know what I mean like I'm not it, do, it doesn't motivate me to be productive or anything positive really I don't know if it's having mom here or not but like or just also being now 44 years old thinking that's half of 88 and like am I at the midpoint of my life or not but I know hopefully not hopefully like to live to 110 that's actually quite, quite positive and motivating to me because I've been thinking about 38 as like towards the end point of my life but you're right it's not huh? even half end point of your life what are you talking about I just I don't know I'm finding I'm fine I'm really struggling with my most recent birthday Beatrice oh that's funny because not funny haha but that's funny because like once I turned 34 I was in a massive depression. Mm. 34 until about 36. And then 40, I hated. I hated turning 40. Everybody else was like, yay, I'm 40, best decade ever. I was like, fuck this. I feel like everybody who turns 40 is just like, they have kids, they're like not looking after themselves. It's that like period when mom and older friends like looked at their least trendy and then kind of perked up again, you know, five years later. I was like, oh, I'm such a hick. But anyway. You're not a hick. Thanks for I've well, anyway. been jealous of your of your dress sense and your ability to wear heels and walk in them thanks Rosemary well anyway age 44 I now feel okay again I'm like well I'm on the lower I'm on the earlier side of 40 but then soon I'll be 46 and depressed again but like also whatever it is what it is right it's grand I wish I could just like get rid of these jowls but these wrinkles these wrinkles are on the top of my lips and then I read yesterday filler is a disaster so I was like oh I guess I better just look after this face and get on with it (laughs) Anyway, all of this to say that, like, is it, does it matter? This idea of getting stuff and accumulating success, like, it doesn't really matter, right? Because, like, you know, I know this is not a profound thought, but we do strive. But are we striving genuinely for all the wrong things? Like, isn't it best to have, like, they, all this research shows that the most important thing is having connections, having friendships. You don't look very happy right now, but, like, these conversations <laughs> that we're having are, like, what keep things fun and important in your life, like family and friends. And it's, it's really that's you work to 
Liv, you publish a book to feel a, se uh, a sense of self-achievement. It's not to show the world I published a book. It's to write a good book no, I'm and publishing, share it with other people. I'm publishing my book so that other girls, other women, but particularly I think girls in their teens and 20s can read it and go, never let myself be treated the way this guy treated Rosemary. Oh. That's well, what I want. You know what? Also, there's an element there of like the, when you said you went, you, you went into personal training to share the feeling that it gave you. Like this mm. is to warn, like there's a certain aspect of sharing. You're a selfless well sharer. I, yes, I see this in you, Rosemary. Mm. Well, that's actually always, you know what? Even I remember when I first started therapy and I was really struggling with, I think I'd started doing kind of TV and radio stuff and I was like, oh, I just don't know if I like doing this and I don't know. And my therapist said to me, "What? well, when do you feel as though you're doing meaningful work? And it was when I wrote something that people connected with so that people either, you know, got back to me and went, oh, that really made me think of X or that really made me, that really helped me put a perspective on X, Y, Z. Or if I interviewed somebody, I remember interviewing this one guy who, had taken up acting just as a hobby, like had taken up acting, had gone to the Gaiety School of Acting and done a part-time course. And he was like working in whatever, the civil service, doing something very office-y, nine to five, not acting-y. And I remember him talking about how it had really helped him come out of his shell. He was very introverted before and it really helped him, you know, uh, connect with people. And he had friends now from his acting course. And I remember just interviewing him and being like, that's the kind of journalism when you're just talking to people and finding out I don't know, like uh, opening a window into someone's life and then providing a seat from which other people can look in that window too. Do you know what I mean? That that was what felt meaningful to me. So yes, I am a sharer. Well, also his story was, is interesting too, as an example, that like doing something not for the glory at the end, but for mm, the, yeah, for the sake of it, but for the act of doing it as mm -hmm. well, for the enjoyment of the process. I think very often we, it's like, I want to get this book written I'm using books as an example right but I want to get this book written so that I can get it published versus mm -hmm. I want to write a book because I love writing you know what that is something I think when you work as well in any kind of career where you're doing what you love or mm -hmm. you're doing your hobby you know what I mean you've turned into career so with you it's art and with me it's writing I definitely had a few years where I was like I don't enjoy writing anymore do you know what I mean like I don't ever do it for myself I don't ever whereas I think actually that's kind of the freedom that writing the newsletter has allowed me and that I get to write what I want to write when I want to write it. Whereas when I was working as a full-time journalist and you'd go, okay, you have five pieces to write this week and they need to be on this topic and this topic and this topic and you're interviewing this person, you didn't get a choice. That's why you don't like when I give you my suggestion, my topic suggestions. Oh yeah, I don't like an assignment. What you need to start doing is working really hard at like planting a little seed. Being like, oh, have you seen this article? And then hand it to me and then go, you know what I was, and just like start. Okay. So you need to work much okay. harder to help me with my work. Okay, I'll do that. <laughs> you know what I did realize now that I don't have a job and I am at home at two and a half weeks is that you're very patient because everybody has been sending me ideas of what I should be doing in my spare time, in my newly found spare time. And I'm thinking to myself, as soon as I have a minute, I plan to relax. Sorry. I plan to read some books and relax. No, no, not just you. No, you, no. You but, have said to me that I need to, me, to relax. But, oh. but on the topic of me, I send you things. These aren't things that I'm like, you could do this in your spare time. These are things that I'm like, here's some work you could do for the podcast. And yeah. have you done them? Oh, no, but work. You're sending me work. Don is sending me work. Dad was telling me I should become a professional artist. I'm sending artist. you work to do for your only job now. You're not unemployed. You are. This is your employment. Oh, I know. I know. I meant like, yeah, <laughs> I meant otherwise unemployed. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I need to work harder on this. You're right. You you're yeah. right. You're right. Well, we're going to do some extra episodes, right? We're going to we add, are, yes. We're going to add in a TV, re monthly TV review, anything we're watching, what we're watching. Yes. Scan on, we're going to call it. Yeah. And ideally, we are hoping to make those things that 
can be watched in Ireland because one of the first things that we oh. thought was to do Will Trent but it's not available in Ireland yet. It's good too. It is good. It's on Hulu. Well, we're going to watch Last of Us. Is that available in Ireland? That is available okay, in Ireland. Okay, we're going to watch I think that. that's on... It's on Now TV. Yeah, no, we could do TV. Firefly Lane. Is that available in Ireland? Because that's Oh yeah, that's on cracker. Netflix. We could do that. Cracker, I say. <laughs> Firefly Lane's actually great for the hair and makeup as well. Oh my God, excellent. There's lots to excellent. look at in that teeth. show. Excellent. The teeth. The teeth. What about the massive teeth? gnashers on the mall? Oh yeah, but that's not. Sorry, I was thinking more about the like period costume from the seventies. Period, period, like the period fucking wigs. Oh, listen, I love it. Yeah, okay, save it for save it for the review. Okay, yeah, yeah. So we are going to start doing some film reviews, and we'll start answering your questions. If you have any, please send them yeah. to us on Instagram. If you have any topic suggestions, send them to us. We also are going to do a what we're reading, and it's not going to be a book club. It's this is not a here is a book we have mutually read. We're going to talk about what we have most recently been reading. And let me tell you, I am reading Nelson DeMille, The Cuban Affair, and I have been reading. Segments out to Papa, who very scornfully, when I said, God, I love Nelson, I found this on the bookshelf. And I was like, yes, I haven't read this. My own bookshelf. I bought it, obviously, and then never read it. And Dad was like, oh, Nelson DeMille. I'm telling you. And I said, tell me one book you, he, that he read, that he wrote that you didn't enjoy. I can't. I mean, isn't he the guy? I was like, this is pure dad. This guy is slightly sexist in terms of like the archetypal hero of his book. Yeah, is, your dad would love that. Yeah. He makes jokes like dad. He's got these desperate dad jokes that dad would love. He always gets the leg over, as dad would say now, I'm turning into this dad, the leg over, like the, the hottie. I'm just, this is such dad lingo here. Oh yeah, no, here's what I actually he read for dad. He always gets the leg over the listen, hottie. I read, dad hates when you read excerpts. No, no, I read this for dad. I said, dad, you would love this. I said, listen to this. This, this is right up dad's alley, right? So I was reading, what's this called? The Flyleaf. These recommendations. Blurbs. Sorry, yeah, blurbs. Thanks, Rosemary. Jesus, blurbs. I didn't know what your point was. I can't even see it. I was it. like, Dad, listen. I was like, once I finish this, Dad doesn't like it also because it's printed on actual paper. I said, Dad, listen to this blurb now. Right? A big, fabulous adventure with twist upon twist. <laughs> Double crosses. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Surprising complications. Sexy werewolves, vampires, and a boatload of compelling characters. I'll read that after you. That sounds right up my street Rosemary, as well. There's not any werewolves or sexy vampires. I added Do you make that, that bit up oh, for, for God's the sake. Of Dad, Dad, for goes, God's sake. I was like, that sounds great. Dad goes, that does sound good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just gave him my, my Throne of Glass series, which is about vampires. No, not mm. about. Is there vampires? Or fairies. And it's like sexy fairies and assassins. And Is there vampires? Sorry, are there vampires? <laughs> Don't annoy me. I spend half my life correcting those children. How much Legos do we have? How many? How much? Oh, oh yeah, we got many. bit. And then mom and dad have started being really patronizing as well with my kids. I got bit. And um, mom goes, bitten. And dad goes, this is how they speak in America. I'm like, no, it isn't actually. This is how, no, this is how they speak now they're American. I'm like, no, it isn't. Bitten. You can A lot of them do though. No, that they happened. don't. I dropped that on accident, Beatrice. Oh, on accident. That drives me I love me saying nuts. that. Or the other thing, uh, I've probably mentioned this before in the podcast because I'm obsessed with it. When Brandon will go, the dishwasher needs emptied. The grass needs mown. Now, is that correct? The dishwasher needs to be emptied, I no? Know, but like, is that acceptable? I mean, uh, not by me. You're the one with the English degree. <laughs> I'm, I don't accept it, so no. I think it probably is. Oh. You know, I had to correct a bit of spelling in your book. Did you get that? Did you get that note from me? Was it the sick? Yeah. I had to sick him on mm. her. I don't think I I don't think I changed that to S I C K, but I must double check. You I mean think you that think was an editor? I think, think somebody. Well, maybe not. Maybe it was. Well, me. it could also have been an autocorrect. Yes, that's what I'll say. It was an auto. Jesus, another delivery. <laughs> Are you not unemployed? <laughs> well, I know you're from funny, Prime now. The funny part is when I dropped by your house yesterday, 
um, to drop mom and dad off. I was like, FedEx, I said, I'm glad to see FedEx driving by Rosemary's house for a change. And then I was like, I better be quiet because all we see is delivery vans. We're driving. Oh, no, I'm pretty sure. Now? I'm pretty sure these are, you know what? Dad and I have ordered about 27 different packs of screws to fix various broken things around the house. And not one of them has been the correct size screw yet. Oh, these are metric, not imperial. Oh, I ordered the European <laughs> screws. I'm like, I can't actually cope with this. Just fucking Beatrice, fix my you stool. You think there's screws in that box? Your mom just got ahead of the truck <laughs> with look the a, biggest box. <laughs> does look a bit big. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening to Not Without My Sister. You can get us on Patreon, patreon.com slash notwithoutmysister, where for $5 a month, you'll get an extra unheard anywhere else episode each and every Friday uh, and otherwise we will see you next week and how many episodes do we have up on Patreon now over uh, 80 right 80 something yeah, yeah I think it's worth it it's worth worth them um, oh my god five dollars and you get access to the whole back catalogue I just don't feel like we should publicize that that's Seems like 40 like hours that's, that's a full work week of listening for five dollars yeah maybe we should up the price Jesus goodbye bye Thanks. not without my sister is recorded in studio in Fort Wayne by Don Kirkland, who also wrote our theme tune, and the original illustration is by Lindsay Nielsen. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.